My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's gonna be about Thomas Bepko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We wanna take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you wanna be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. Hello, everybody. We've got episode four of the Thomas Bepko podcast. And we brought my beautiful wife, Lila Bepko, back on because a lot of people want to hear from her. Seems like more people want to hear from you, honey, than they do want to hear from me. So, how does that make you feel? <laughs> there you go. I feel like I'm going to bring you on and okay. <laughs> give everybody what they want. We, um, so we went into last week, we talked about an overview about some little bit about relationships, a, little, a lot more about like who Lila is and if somebody was going to pursue that career. And this week, I want to talk about how we met because kind of have, it's kind of the same story, but I'd rather, I know my side of the story and want everybody to hear your side of the story. So how do we meet? Sure. All right. That's quite the story. So uh, I actually had broken up with um, my ex-boyfriend, the guy I was seeing before you, for about maybe six to eight months. And I was finishing. We had lived together in New York City. And I was finishing well, when we broke up my last internship for um, I actually have a degree in professional counseling and also school counseling. So I have a dual degree. So I had to do an extra semester of internship. So I was commuting from the city, from the Bronx, actually, Riverdale. Shout out to Riverdale. Riverdale. To uh, Port Chester, New York, which borders Greenwich, Connecticut. And um, when we broke up, it was like my decision. I said, you know what? You keep the apartment. I'm going to commute from my parents' house. Wanted to just clear my head, get away, nothing like going back home, right? And I would stop once or twice a week in Greenwich, Connecticut to do Soul Cycle before my internship. Um, working out was a huge part of my life, a huge part of my journey, a huge part of like what keeps me sane. Um, another thing TJ and I had bonded over, right? Yep. Working Those out. Those who work out together stay together. We've learned that new. We don't work out as much enough as we should, but we're back yeah, on. It's hard work. with kids, which is something else. We'll get we do into, make but. a conscious effort, but if you guys work out together, the chances are you longer you'll stay together. But keep going, honey. Um. So, I was, you know, like I would get ready there. I would shower there after the class, and you know, you see the same people week after week, right? Five thirty a.m. class, right? Five forty-five. Five forty-five a.m. Five forty-five a.m. Roosters. The roosters. So Greenwich uh, Soul Cycle. So we um. Like there was this one girl, two, a couple girls, but this one in particular that was really chatty. Like I said last episode, I love people. I love talking. And she was always there. So we started talking. Happens she was from Fairfield. I was from Weston. Knew some of the same people. We kind of got friendly. Um, she was always trying to play matchmaker. Love her. <laughs> to the day. To the day. Love her. Erica Zarella. We love Erica. She 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 set us up. But so uh, 
you know, really appreciate her for that. But I wasn't totally ready at the time. And she was a little bit like pushing, you know, different guys on me. So I uh, finally said to her, can you just stop? I'm actually enjoying being single. I'm finishing my career, like my, my graduate degree, like a stressful time. You know, I just want to enjoy being on my own, which was really important for me to learn. I think everybody should learn how to be comfortable being on your own, being by yourself before you really like settle down. Um, and so I was, that was like part of my journey. And so, um, she kind of backed off and then she was like, whoa, wait, wait, but just one more guy, one more guy. And I was like, Erica, just please stop. Like, so she's like, but look, he looks like your type. And she sends me a picture of you. And all I see is like, you know, this guy with a sleeve and, uh, yeah. And like this kind of like sleazy, like mortgage <laughs> smile, to be honest. And I was like, thanks, honey. Mm. <laughs> a sleazy mortgage smile. A sleazy wow. mortgage style and a, and a sleeve. And, you know, I had been attracted to kind of like the bad boy. That was my That's thing. So, so I was like, funny. I should probably run for the hills. But I literally said to her, I was like, fine. He's really cute. Like, fine. So she told me, she said, actually, my, my, wasn't her husband at the time, her boyfriend at the time, knows him, his good friend works for TJ, and he saw you at SoulCycle, his cousin's a SoulCycle instructor, he's here at 7 a.m. to take her class. Gotta give pay homage to Tommy Holleran. Tommy Holleran is another big reason, is he was setting me, us up on his on my side, and right. Kenny Zarella, but keep going, I just want to shout them out. So... My friend Erica was like, he sees you here a lot and he, he, you know, he thinks you're cute. He's, he's single and he wants to go on a date with you. So I said, fine, set it up. I was a little annoyed at her, like lay off the matchmaking, but saw you. And, and she set you up before? She had tried. We don't, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing successful, but, okay. um, yeah. So when TJ and I, we actually had our first date with Erica, her boyfriend at the time and another couple. Yep. Um, and so TJ walked in, you walked in thinking that I had seen you at SoulCycle. And yeah, so I was taking my cousin Abby's class at seven, seven, so 7 a.m. In, in Greenwich. So I was commuting from Fairfield to Greenwich in the morning, beating traffic, taking SoulCycle and then going to work. And Tommy had said, oh, a girl that saw you at SoulCycle. I'm like, which one? You know, who is your this? A lot, a lot of girls, a lot, a lot of girls at SoulCycle. And I was one of those like three, three or four guys. And um, I thought they sent me a picture. So I thought you had saw me, and I'm like, oh, this, this is a layup. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun, right? The, the girl saw me. I'm like, all right, yeah, of course I'm in. When are we going? Are we going tonight, Friday, whatever. And we ended, they ended up setting it up. But she never, you never saw me. Never saw And her. I never saw her. Yeah, they lied to both of us. They lied to both of us. When I saw her picture, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm def we're definitely going to date. I was really, really excited about it. Mm. But um, what'd you really think? <laughs> I thought you were kind of a hippie, right? Because the picture I saw was like this. One of her profile pics was like this, or right? You're on the bench. Well, no one can see you. I was meditating um, on like a bench on the beach. Meditating on the bench on the beach. I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's a hippie. She's beautiful. So we're in, and I'll go to dinner. And we ended up going to Grey Goose, Southport. Shout out to Grey Goose. Now we live in Southport. Live in see, Southport, it's all meant to be. Still, yeah, where we started, where we ended up. Mm -hmm. um, and, well, you walked in and we sat down together, right? So there was two other couples. We didn't really stop talking the whole night. Yeah, we sat down. We didn't pay much attention. To, to anybody else. Anybody else. And 
I mean, we've been together ever since, I think. That's, that's my story. We won't get into details, but I, since the first night, we were we were inseparable, right? Mm-hmm. Not the first night. No, not the first night. We didn't night. go home with you the first night. Don't get too cocky. No. Over there. But, uh, <laughs> but no, we, yeah, I mean, we had, we had a couple of bumps along the way. We had a, a, a breakup or two, yeah. you know, but besides that. You my know, commitment issues. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, Which we'll only made us those. stronger. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I knew at that time that you were somebody I really wanted to, you know, at least really get to know. So, Yes, and you actually, I have Daniel, and you had, your ex-boyfriend had similar I age, had right? a son, yeah. had a similar, so you, were, you played the role of, the role of a stepmother before you actually became a stepmother. Mm-hmm. So that was a good transition, right? Um, I felt you were, nobody's better than Gogs. You guys don't know Lila's nickname is Gogs, G-A-G-Z. Daniel, you met Daniel when he was, what, 13, 14 months? No, he was like 17, 18. Oh, so 17, 18 months. You made me wait like a couple months, which I actually really respected to meet him. Yeah. And as soon as he met her, I mean, it was... He couldn't say Lila. Couldn't say Lila, sorry. So he called me Gaga. Gaga. Then he abbreviated it over the years to Gogs, and now everyone, Everybody's Gogs. My friends, my family, they call me Gogs. I call Gogs. TJ, TJ's friends, everyone calls Daniel me Daniel to this day. So yep. shout out to D for originating the Gogs. Um, Gogs is forever. Gogs is forever. And we got made... So we, we got engaged, what, after year three? Well, after... A breakup because you wouldn't put a ring on my finger. Yep. My part of my commitment issues. Um, yeah, that was like a, right around three years, and then we got back together. We're working on it. You really figured out what you wanted. Yep. We were in therapy that whole year, and then at like almost year four, three and a half, around three and a half years, you proposed, yep. and then not even a year after that, April twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, we, we got, got married. married in Key Biscayne, Florida. Beautiful. One that, of the best, best days of, best my, life. Days of yeah. my life. Yep, for sure. We, um, yeah, so that's, that's a good timeline. We, we did. So we were, so we were engaged for about a year and then married and then we had Cole, honeymoon baby. Like two weeks after our honeymoon, <laughs> we got pregnant. Yeah. And that was, it was different, right? It was a, that, you know, look, Having a child is the best thing ever, but it's to, to work, to have a child together, especially two full-time parents. It's Working parents. Working yeah. parents. It gets it gets difficult. Um, and look, that was challenging, right? Maybe, you know, and I know a lot of people who do struggle with that, especially now with all the shit going on. So we, part of our commitment to each other is we stepped up our therapy game again once a week. We spent the money, spent the time driving to New Haven from Fairfield every week. This was before the virtual shit came. I think it was, um, we have always had, Daniel TJ's always been like a very involved, wonderful father. And so we always had Daniel. Daniel was always a big part of our relationship and our lives. But Daniel lives with his mom. Full time. Full time. So Daniel was with us two nights a week since the whole time that we were together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have a child all the time, it's like, you know, our son Cole is with us all the time. Um, It really creates like a, a, it was a challenge for us that we didn't understand or really like know what to expect. I think one of the biggest things or pieces of advice I could give is before you have a kid, if there's any 
parents to be listening or any new parents struggling to really talk about the roles when the the baby comes and expectations. So I, my whole identity was like, I'm a helper. I'm a therapist. Like I go to work every day and then I can go to the grocery store when I want and I can get my nails done on the way home from work. Do soul cycle when you want. Yep. And that world drastically came to an end. And yes, like even though children are the best things that will ever happen to you, I don't know one human that regrets ever having their child, but you, the the dynamics of the relationship, right? We're change. Change completely. Total 180. And so, like, we have to literally pay somebody if we want to spend time alone to, to babysit our children. And so, you know, navigating that, like, I can't go to work anymore and just think about my clients. I'm thinking about how my son is doing. He's like, you know, it's like someone said to me once, having a baby is like having a heart outside of yourself. That is one of the most true statements I've ever heard. And so, you know, nothing is just about you or the relationship anymore. Um, there's no alone time. You really have to put effort and work into making your relationship work. If we didn't get babysitters, we would never see each other alone. I mean, you know, we're I'm, I'm like strict mom with the bedtime. I, I, you know, we're both up early, but we go to bed early too. So yeah, so like when there's the over, we're both when Cole, Cole goes to bed at seven thirty, we have maybe an hour to ourselves max. But you have to get shit done. You have to clean, or I'll cook, or. You really have to make an effort to be together and be present with one another and do things like put the phone away, go on a date night, you know, financially that can be really challenging. So you can do date nights in, but you, you know, there's a lot of things you can do just 30 minutes together with no phones. You can ask each other, like have like a question night. I mean, there's a million things you can do, but if you don't, if you're not conscious of that and you don't put that effort in, you know, you become co-parents, not husband and wife. And that's a huge dynamic change and it really causes people to struggle it's difficult difficult to adjust or adapt to Mm -hmm. to the lifestyle change but i you know you are right we figured out that probably nine months ago about a year ago through therapy like we you need to we should have scheduled or talked about the roles before we had you know we got wedding got pregnant boom coley came so, yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I thought I was going to just continue to go to work and, like, work, and that was going to be my main thing. And, TJ, you felt like you were going to work, yeah. which you do, and you're... And I have Daniel, you know, 40, 50% of the time, you know, with us, and he's with us, so it's... It's a it's, lot to it's, balance, it's a lot, but lot to balance. you kind of, your 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 uh, view of the situation or what you, I think, thought it was going to look like was a little different than what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. You thought I'd be home with both boys a lot. And that was not my, you know, what I thought it was going to look like. And so that was a big challenge for us. And, you know, when you don't talk about those things, resentment can build. And, yeah. you know, then you get nasty towards each other. And then you're fight- when you look at it, you're fighting over st- not stupid things like who's spending, who's watching the baby, the baby while you're going to get groceries. Who who's gets cooking? to go to the gym more? It's like it's these, like, yeah, these yeah. little these little bickers can start escalating. So we had figured out <laughs> we, we learned the hard way, this. but we 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 there's another yeah. way we had to communicate through parenting through through um expressing our yeah, feelings, expressing our feelings, and being able to communicate without saying it the wrong way too right it's diff- sometimes i lash out right or and i i come off i come off the wrong way so being able you're to a scorpio commu- you sting scorpio yes, sting I'm, I'm bad at sometimes i have a it's not a temper really it's just like my guard's always up i i always am like well ready to you know and it's not so I'm, i work on i'm working on that myself i've been working on that but making sure that 
I can communicate something in the right way without triggering you to go somewhere else, right? It's almost like a fucking science, dude. Like it's not, it's not easy to do, but through consistency and through therapy, through leaning on you, I mean, lean on your parents and our therapists, it was, we got through it, right? And I think we're in a good place. I mean, we've, we've hit bumps in our, our relationship in the road, but we're always right to work. Like, mm-hmm. right, like right to work. If we, we know if shit's getting hot, boom, right to, right to therapy. I think one of the biggest things, too, it's like people talk about, like, well, what does therapy teach you? Or, like, you know, how did you learn to communicate? It's being vulnerable. It's so difficult for people. And that was something that was hard for, you know, uh, both TJ and I, right? But, like... um, I don't like being vulnerable. But it's, like, expressing what's actually going on. Like, if I'm I'm resentful that, like, I'm doing way more for Cole, that was a theme for us, right? Instead of getting like mad at him saying, hey, you know, like my feelings are a little hurt that like I've been with Cole morning, noon and night and you get home from work and you're not saying like, hey, like, why don't you go like run an errand or go to the grocery store? Like, do you just ex- like I feel like you don't appreciate how much I do. Instead or I just of being had expected like, you to, to handle it and the, right, the old instead- way of you be home and me work and, and support and make the money. Right. We've it's it's tough for, you know, especially for. For we've only we've been married three years, right? So first child together. We've only been married two years, two and a half. Well, you said two times two and a half. Well, it's, March going to come Almost quick. We've been three. in Corona for almost We got married seven. in April, so okay. April's going to come April. quick. April twenty seventh. You're That's supposed to I mean. pretend like you know that. We I didn't do get know married that. In March. I do know that. I do know that. We've been together since March. So we've, here's a good one. Instead of me saying you fucking asshole, why don't you know our anniversary? I can say. Honey, it's my feelings that our anniversary date isn't important okay, to you. Okay, just to clarify that, our I really anniversary don't care. date being together was in March when we went to visit our friends and your friends in Chicago. True. Becca Shay and Becca. Shout out to the Rudas. So Love that, them. that's where Love them. The, our wedding now anniversary, Shay April 27th, our real, true anniversary since we started the, the dating. But I really don't give a shit about that. I was just okay. trying to make a point that of, of communicating and how when you can express... See how hard it is for me to communicate what, sometimes? When you can express <laughs> what's actually going on for you, which is being vulnerable, it's difficult. The other person hears it differently and that's a big thing of what we had to learn how to do. It's and it's good. been really helpful. Very, very helpful. We're great. <laughs> Things will come up, I'm sure. It's the longer we're together, but... Things always come up. Right to action. Mm-hmm. Right? It's right right to action, and it's done well thus far. So I think that's enough for today. I think we've talked about some more of our relationship and things we've done and the struggles we've had and how we've overcame them through consistent work and a commitment to each other and willing to go to any length. And... You got anything else you want to add? You want to? I want to let you close this one out. No, I think it just the only other thing is that like um, we don't just do it to do it. We do it because there's like a real payoff and a reward to, you know, be able to really go to bed every night with like your best friend, someone that you know always has your back, no matter what, no matter how hard the day was, no matter how much you might resent them that day. Yeah. Like they're your best friend through thick and thin. Like you really are my rock in life, and I know that even if. I might hate you in the moment for something, you know, that uh, the good totally outweighs the bad. And, you know, that's like I always when I was even like a little kid, like what I wanted out of like marriage and a partner is like a best friend to walk through life with. And so that's really what you are to me. And also, 
I think that like, you know, just to send that message that like putting in the work really does pay off. We don't do it just so, you know, Cole and Daniel won't see us separate. We do it because like it's, it's meaningful and it's super, super important. And I'm, you know, I would never want it to be any other way. So yeah. And I love you too. And I love our family. Coley D. Family too. Coley D. Gogs. Daddy. So. The Bebcos. Look, let us know. Yeah, well, let us know. I'm definitely bringing my wife back on. I don't know if her schedule is going to allow her to come on next week, but let us know. Hit us up if you want more from Lila. So, tune in. Thomas Bebco Podcast. Lila Sussman, Bebco Podcast now. (laughs) Thank you.